0: Welcome to It's All Connected. I'm your host, Adam Nye. Welcome to episode five of It's All Connected. Um, I'm going to talk more about Thor today. Um, On my last episode, I talked about Thor. Talked about the idea of identity with Thor. And then when I was done with the show... I just kept thinking about a bunch of stuff I didn't say uh, and was like, well, I really can't move on from Thor. I need to talk a little bit more. So I really want to key in on one very specific moment in Thor Ragnarok and do a little bit of um, theological thinking from, from that scene. Now I'm talking about the scene. I, I did mention in the last episode where uh, Rocket uh, and Hulk go to New Asgard in Norway to find Thor. And when they find him, he has uh, gained a bunch of weight. It's been five years since he and the Avengers found Thanos and and killed him. Thor went for the head. Um, I said Thanos, didn't I? (laughs) Thanos? I don't have you pronounce it. It's funny that you don't really know how you're going to pronounce it until you say it. Anyway, they found uh, Thanos, and uh, Thor killed him, but that didn't really do anything to undo their earlier failure. So five years have gone by, and he has really fallen into this slump in his life where he and Korg, who he met on Sakaar in, in Thor Ragnarok, um are sitting around drinking a bunch of beer playing video games and it was it's such a shocking scene when you first see it i'll always remember how that felt when i when i saw it in the theater where like this is a character we have now seen over the course of six movies right because he had had three thor movies and three avengers movies all of which he is a Norse God, right? He's been around for thousands of years. He comes from this alien world of Asgard, which is full of, um, you know, pomp. And, uh, you know, it's Shakespearean in tone. And uh, they dress the part of these ancient, revered, uh, powerful beings. And... um you know, that, that's part of the charm, maybe, of Thor 1, that you take this, you know, this guy from another world and, and bring him to this small, what is it? Is it Arizona or New Mexico? I forget. I think it's New Mexico. Put him in this small New Mexico town and it, it make him look homeless. And there's something about this, you know, the jarring juxtaposition of, like, this caped, long-haired, golden god who's now, you know, homeless-looking guy. Um, but this was, a, this was 10 steps farther. Where it 's not just that he looks odd to us, he he no longer looks himself to himself um, he, he has lost the grandeur of his of uh, 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 what we 've come to know what, what, what he had come to know of himself. His failure has so overwhelmed him. I mean, you think about Thor in Ragnarok, where he 's you know repeating this very cheesy line that 's what heroes do. Um, it, because that's just who he is. And, and the cockiness he has when he's, uh, you know, restarting uh, the, the forge on Nid- Nidavellir by, you know, reigniting a dying star. He he just absolutely believes he is capable of that because that's his drive, his sense of heroism um, and his ambition. But, but now, uh, after the failure of Infinity War, um, during Endgame, five years later, he is... Uh, He is reduced to none of that. He he doesn't care what heroes do. That's not who he is anymore. And I remember even like the first time I saw that movie being like, wow, why are we not equally shocked when we see ourselves or we see our, our friends, our loved ones living similarly small lives, you know, when when we've lost any sort of sense of ambition, when we've lost any sense of what we're capable of, of, of adventure, of, you know, climbing that next mountain and are just seeking a numb comfort. Um, numbing it through, yeah, it could be alcohol, could be prescription medication, whatever it is. We're, we just, we're just trying not to feel our feelings and, be distracted by cheap media, video games, reality, TV, whatever. It, it's, it's so much more shocking when we see Thor fall to those depths because we've seen the heights that he has come from. But that's, you know, for, for a person who is steeped in the biblical story, um, we, should, we should really feel the same way about any human being who falls into you know similarly some sort of small trappings um a, a biblical anthropology you know our our understanding of what a human being is um should be a very elevated thing you think about what um you know what the bible says about humans i think a lot of us are very familiar with what uh, what is said in the creation story in genesis 1 and the first part of chapter 2 where you know god says let us Make man in our image. Um, the idea of human beings being an image of God, that's idol language. That's the language of the ancient Mediterranean world where, you know, the gods who, you know, lived in the heavens would make an, uh, uh, or would they make, there would be an image of themselves representing their presence in the world. That, I mean, that is idolatry. Um, that was the custom of the Mediterranean religions. They would make statues of their gods. And the idea was through, you know, something about the, the priesthood of their religion or whatever, the, the presence of that God would be, um, you know, imbued into this image of them. Now, of course, that was all forbidden to the Israelites. God said, don't make an image, um because he had made an image for himself humanity was meant to be that image Um, shining sort of the glory of god into the world i mean that was what humanity was created for Um, you also look at passages like psalm 8 which is you know reflecting on uh, how majestic god is for you know what he has done with humanity—the the reflection on this in that psalm—is so powerful. What is man? What is humanity that you would be mindful of us? Um, you have set you have set him a little lower than the angels. It, you know, crowned him with glory and honor. That's a picture of like humanity in general that looks kind of a lot like Thor does when he's on Asgard, reigning as you know, the prince of the nine realms or whatever. That's a really powerful thing. But of course the biblical story is a story of humanity in some sense falling from those heights, but then a story of God's uh, rescue mission, his, his redemption work of restoring us to those heights, which I mean, is central to the meaning of who Jesus is. Um, within, within the gospel stories, Yes, Jesus is God. That's, that's especially clear and emphasized in, in the fourth gospel, the gospel of John, that Jesus is the word that was God and was with God from the beginning, who has now been made flesh and dwelt among us. But it's just as true and, and probably gets more emphasis, I, w- I would say, um, particularly in, in the what we call the synoptic gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. You take those together, the emphasis is a little bit more on the fact that Jesus is the true human. He is the new Adam. He is the new Israel. The, you know, Israel being sort of the covenant partner of God, that God has always intended humanity to be, that Jesus is that. When um, uh, when Colossians 1 says that he is the image of the invisible God, Uh, It ties that to, you know, the uniqueness of Christ um, in ways that, you know, that, that Jesus is what the rest of us are not. But we're, you know, we're not just sort of covenant partners with God or creations of God, like he actually shares being with God. But that also makes him like fully human because that's what the plan for humanity was always to be, that God's presence would dwell. And, uh, and... God's presence would act in the world through humanity as his vessel. And that is finally ultimately achieved in Christ. Um, and and that's why then, you know, by faith, as we are bound to him by the Holy Spirit, not only are we reconciled to God, we are reconciled to our own nature. We are reconciled to what, what God had created us to be in the first place, which is Princes and princesses of the cosmos, right? Um, Partners with God in ruling creation and in perfecting it and in, uh, you know, crowning it with with his own glory. These are all such high uh, depictions of human nature, which uh, can be so so clouded, so uh, marred, not just, you know, by our sin, but also just by our domestication. By the the fact that we become so comfortable, you know, sitting around inside all day. That's, you know, uh, for many of us, that has been the, <laughs> the prison, the imprisonment of COVID-19. This last, you know, almost a whole year now it's been. We've been forced inside. I will admit, for me, that part actually hasn't been that hard. I like being inside. I like being inside too much. I love it. When it's raining outside, and so I don't really have to feel bad about sitting around and watching movies, or uh, you know, yeah, doing my like forty seventh rewatch of Avengers Endgame or something like that. Yeah, I'm I'm very content to let these heroes on the television live the vi- big adventurous life. Of course, that's true with video games too, right? The the video games so much of, so many of us or our kids play are full of heroes going on these mighty adventures while well, we are quite literally twiddling our thumbs on a couch. <laughs> um, some of us are just very comfortable with that. Others of us hate that, but it's been forced on us um, by COVID. But either way, all of it, very much like Thor and Korg and Meek sitting on their couch playing, in video, uh, playing their video games, it ought to shock us. It ought to be something of a tragedy to see uh, the... The dignity, the majesty, the adventure of being human, so radically reduced, and it's something uh, I know we're all praying for the the COVID pandemic to end. Um, You know, not just so we can go back to restaurants and to concerts and to amusement parks, um, but just so that you know maybe we can reclaim the larger adventures of our lives, the the larger ambitions of our lives, because that's ultimately what Thor has lost. A sense of purpose in his life that would give him any kind of ambition. The failure he's he's endured has struck his identity, which we talked about last time, so deeply that he's lost his heroism. Um, so this is kind of a short episode today. Kind of consider it a uh, an addendum to to my last episode, but it was something I really wanted to talk about. Um, and going forward, I don't know whether I'll do a little bit more uh, with Thor. We'll kind of see what occurs to me. I don't really uh, write out huge plans for these podcasts. I just sort of talk about what, whatever's been on my mind when it comes to the MCU and uh, the Bible or theology or whatever. So um, I will either, con- uh, you know, do another thought or two about Thor uh, or I will uh, I I will be moving into Iron Man and Captain America. I really want to talk about uh, more about them. So here is where I will uh, end this episode, and I'll look forward to talking to you again next time.